It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome to the Shizno for season 13, episode 8, Christmas Miracle. I am Dimples. This week on Red vs. Blue, Washington tries to give a pep talk. Carolina meets some old friends. Caboose is chosen to be the true warrior. And we meet Santa. Picking Sarge's useless superpower this week are Alex. The ability to read minds, but only your own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Oh, yeah, that, that's not so bad. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Bakus. The ability to shoot bullets from your eyes, but only at Griff. <laughs> Ridgeway. Being able to punch someone in the stomach from anywhere you want. Only applies to one person, though, but, you know, it's Sarge. That's all he's gonna need, right? <laughs> I like that one. It's always gonna be good. <laughs> Only for Griff, no one else is necessary. Daft Prodigy. The ability to make people mildly allergic to the color blue. <laughs> Dukes. The ability to speak Spanish, but not understand Spanish. <laughs> and Typer. Sarge would have the ability to kill Griff and be able to revive him and kill him again as many times as he wants, but when he does, Blue secures a victory over the red team. Oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> but if I kill Griff, I kill Griff. But if I kill Griff, the Blues win! And if the, blues, if the blues win, win I kill Griff. <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts on the episode. It was really dark and I had to hold my breath. Um. Santa. Basically. Santa. Yes. <laughs> Santa. 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 He's so pleased. He's just like, yeah, it's Santa, dog. Like. <laughs> my name is Santa. Santa. The alien AI construct. They don't even question it anymore. They're just like, okay, <laughs> fine. F it. <laughs> I'm I so really done. I really do wonder, though, like, what he thought at first. Like, when Caboose was like, oh, I'm going to name you Santa. I just, I really want to know. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, my name is actually some really long Sanghelly name that means, like, something important yeah, to and, the plot. And then Caboose is like, <laughs> yeah, I can't pronounce that, so I'm calling you Santa. <laughs> But now we have a red AI versus a blue AI. Uh -oh. oh my god. Nah, dude, I bet they're gonna be like best friends. No, see, but red and blue are the same. It's all a lie. Exactly. It's all a lie. So, like, Epsilon and Santa are just gonna, like, merge together and become, like, purple. And then it's Make like, themselves the a little purple. Oh, god, no. <laughs> I was happy that Caboose was the true warrior. Yes. Everyone I mean, who wasn't Everyone expecting was like, that, no, though? Yeah, everyone did. It was great. I was really happy, really though. It. Yeah, it was one of those oh, things yeah. that I thought made sense. It was like, mental yeah. <laughs> clarity. Hmm, who has a really clear head? Hmm. <laughs> so clear, you can just shoot lasers yeah, can... right through it and hit nothing between. <laughs> Somebody on Tumblr uh, did the, the comparison of uh, increasing the gravity tenfold. 
and what that would like what kind of stress that would impact upon caboose's body and they mm-hmm. basically equivalented that like first of all andy the bomb weighs roughly one ton and that's why nobody could carry him Jesus. <laughs> second, second of all caboose has like some kind of bone structure that is unrivaled on this or any other like known planet. <laughs> Seriously, I don't think Caboose is human if he can put up with all that fucking gravity well, I mean, force. Well, what yeah. if, what yeah, if uh, instead of actually growing up on the moon, he grew up on like Saturn or something? I mean, <laughs> and so his body is used to the yeah, stress of the gravity. Maybe he grew up yeah. on a really, really big or really dense moon. I was thinking that. Yeah, too. I was going to say, you never specified what moon. <laughs> that was a wonderful machinima moment. I almost thought it was CG. Um, it's this tiny little, tiny little detail. It's when uh, Santa is talking to Caboose. And it's when Caboose says, oh, sorry, I wasn't listening. And he just shakes his head a little bit. <laughs> I've never seen that. Like it's, it's a tiny little detail, but I don't ever remember somebody ever doing that in Rivers <laughs> Blue before. I was like, oh, that's, so, that's perfect. And he's like, oh, sorry, I wasn't listening. Shaking it's their great. head from side to side. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. up and down. Oh yeah, the machinimations and animations this season in general have been really great. Yeah, <laughs> really oh, great. No and kidding. so so many tiny little details like that head shape, even in machinimations, which you know are bound by the rules of Halo, and animations which are bound by the budget and time. <laughs> like they've done so much cool stuff. Ah, yeah. so great. great. I did want to talk a little bit about Wash's failed pep talk. (laughs) (laughs) Yet again. (laughs) We have the super positive note of Santa, then you fucking Wash. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, like, meanwhile, (laughs) in in the area of pain, sadness, and despair that is Armonia. (laughs) That is the gas station. I'm sorry, yeah, that is the gas station. Um, that they've been to before. Yeah. Haven't you been to a gas station, Daft? Pretty much every gas station is exactly like that. They're a pit of bad. despair. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's a money pit. Wash has no clue how to talk to the Reds. The whole thing with Wash being completely incapable of being any sort of uh, encouraging influence on the Reds because he was just so scared. I was like... Wash. <laughs> Poor baby. Wash is now church. Doesn't know how to really give a speech. Thinks thinks he needs to, but he doesn't. Well, I mean, Wash's friends have a habit of dying on yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, anyway. I imagine he's like, man, I've really gotten to know the Reds and Blues pretty well. I might even consider them my friends. Oh crap! Oh, Wash. <laughs> he did shoot a few of those. He's not entirely clean there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that was before they were his friends. Oh. They consider them, he considers them his friends, and he's just like, so, uh, how, like, does he have, like, a betting pool with Carolina? Like, how long till this one dies? Like, <laughs> <laughs> how long before all my dreams of, before all my dreams of having friends are crushed? Jesus Christ. Again. He's getting depressed. Again. <laughs> Again. But I feel like if Wash had been there for any of Blood Gulch Chronicles, he would be familiar <laughs> with the Reds' nigh indestructibility and wouldn't yeah. be quite as concerned. Yeah, by this point, he'd just be like, eh, they're fine, whatever. I don't even need to go I mean, with them. I mean, all you need to do is give them a warthog and let them play their music. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we haven't heard that music in quite a while. The closest one to who, who, who's dying was, like, Donut yeah. multiple times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By Wash's hands, even. And he's still around. And I mean, yep. Donut's not even coming on this road trip. Yeah, it's so. just Sarge, Griff, and Simmons. Yes, I love this recognition uh, from Griff that blue team's crap. <laughs> this blue, te- blue team crap happens. It's weird stuff. We don't get involved in it. It's weird. Whatever. We're not a part that of almost, it. 
They always have something the interesting going on. stuff. Like all the interesting stuff happens with blue team. Not to Griff. Come on. Now, now I'm wondering actually if the um the front lines when they're fighting on the front lines, if something really weird is gonna happen, and Griff's gonna turn around and be like, "No, this is blue team stuff. Why are we here? Blue team should be here." <laughs> it would be kind of nice to have the red team actually do something really plot worthy for once. Just be a bit subversive. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Something weird happens. Griff turns to Wash and is like, "This is all your fault. You're part of the blue team. <laughs> <laughs> you tainted us." Does Sangheli AI operate differently than human AI? The fact that the Sangheli AI value different, like, what does a clear mind mean? What does a true warrior mean? You know, humans would never pick Caboose as the true warrior, and the fact that the AI's criteria. For what a true warrior is, suggests it operates differently. It has different thoughts, and that's just indicative of what an alien or a different like like culture uh, means. If the way that the AI thinks is different, the Sangheli AI has to be made differently for it to think differently. If it was made exactly the same, it would arrive to the same conclusions about what a true warrior would be. As far as understanding this AI goes, like there isn't a lot of precedent for Sangheli AI, like in halo canon at all there's you know there are a couple but they were like damaged or maybe stolen and modified from unsc ai so really it's it's an open playing field as far as where rvb wants to go with this i mean they could do whatever they want anyway i know that they like to base things off halo canon when they can or when it's useful could be instead of made from the brain of like the director in the case of the alpha it could be a completely original construct or made from the brain of a religious leader or of a school children like school person or a jolly red wearing person who gives out <laughs> gifts to children you mean the grinch <laughs> yes yes i mean the grinch <laughs> So, I mean, we do know a couple of things about Santa. One, it's very old. Um, it's as old as, you know, at least whenever the temples were abandoned. Um, two, it seems to still be functioning properly. So either Red vs. Blue is saying Heli AI, don't go rampant, or it being part of a planet-wide computer system has allowed it to to achieve something resembling meta-stability after going through a period of rampancy. Could also have uh, been dormant and then when Tucker did the thing, reactivated. Because when Tucker did the thing, it uh, reactivated a lot of alien tech and then exploded it. So who's to say it wasn't dormant and then was activated when Tucker did the thing? A really long nap. <laughs> it was not very cranky for having been through a really long nap. Or maybe it was. Maybe that's why it was so mean to people. <laughs> that kind of gives me this impression that as an AI, maybe it's uh, not as uh, free uh, in terms of physical location as the AI we've run into in the past. Maybe Santa is actually uh, limited to certain AI facilities, or not AI facilities, but facilities and structures across the planet. Can't leave. Built into it. I mean, it would help him get all around Chorus to give presents to children in one night. So maybe it turns out like that Santa was also the one just operating like the the cake stands by the temples, but no one thought to mention it to the Red versus Blue the the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's the funnel cake guy. He's actually the drive-through manager of the Good Rifle. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Good Rifle, home of the Good Rifle. 
May I take your order? No, the system determines the order. <laughs> the system will give you your Big Mac, counselor. <laughs> <laughs> Extra fries, please. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying you have uh, overwhelming feelings of anger and a need for a milkshake? <laughs> overwhelming feelings of hunger and a need for a milkshake? <laughs> I want mine with pumpkin spice. <laughs> Could Santa affect Caboose like Omega did? Depends. Like, it, it kind of depends if he's able to leave and if he's able to integrate with the armor. Uh, and, uh, yeah, with the, with the armor slots that are there. I mean, it, it seems like he's able to since he's already doing the Epsilon thing. He does seem capable of, like, interacting with their brains. Maybe he could just take up some of uh, Caboose's ample mind space. The question would be whether or not, like, are they entering into the AI when they walked into the beam, or is it vice versa? It, it could also be a situation of, uh, it takes place in their mind, but it, it's a hollow room, like, uh, Lopez made. Santa Claus undoes some of the damage that Omega did, has, like, a reverse effect, so, so maybe Caboose comes out healthier. With that in mind, I was sort of hoping that... <clears throat> If they could get Santa into uh, a suit, or if they could get Santa to interface with, like, human AI tech, that maybe he would be able to help Epsilon. You know, if he if he has been awake for some extent all this time and has achieved, you know, metastability, or that he, he hasn't gone rampant um, or won't go rampant, maybe there's something he knows how to do to fix broken AI. Or, uh, going with the theme of the trailer, uh, Epsilon does die but lives on in the memory of Santa. If, if Santa does influence Caboose like Omega could, I, I can see him undoing whatever Omega's done to him and maybe just magnifying a greater effect. Uh, Caboose is bestowing presents to everyone. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone! Another worry is that, uh, we don't really know Santa's alignment. He, he's been waiting for a great warrior, but, like, why would you wait for a great warrior if there isn't a war? Begin lightning round. What gifts is Santa going to bestow upon the team? I mean, obviously, he's gonna give the greatest and most heartwarming gift of all, the gift of friendship. Aww. <laughs> That's it? I was gonna say, he was, he was gonna make, he was gonna make some, some cookies and orange juice for all of them. Caboose will love him. Caboose would love that. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> Caboose probably suggested it. <laughs> he and Santa do share a love for cookies. <laughs> you get a new car. <laughs> <laughs> and you get a car. And you get a car. <laughs> uh, I've got a, a stream of them. So uh, obviously Griff would get his steak finally, but in doing so, Griff would choke on the bone of the stake and die and, you know, give a gift to Sarge there. Um, Lopez would get to talk to Sarge in English and right before, of course, Lopez would kill Sarge, finally, getting to tell him everything about him that he hates. Uh, and, of course, Donut would get his pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> <laughs> you can only give team-killing presents. Okay, I'll just re-gift this to Felix and then we're problem solved. <laughs> <laughs> Santa is going to give probably Dr. Gray a uh, a robot arm. Carolina will get a clear conscience, and Epsilon will get to re-inhabit a body. Santa will make Freckles into a real dog. I thought you were going to see a real boy. <laughs> no, he's not a boy, he's a dog. Gosh. 
but like I I do remember there was there there is sort of or some some sort of quadrupedal robot uh, in Halo Four that they could potentially take the model for and use in CGI, and then Freckles could be a real puppy. What will Locus and Felix's reactions be when they find out that Caboose is the true warrior? They're just stunned and are like, how is this possible? And Felix is like, no, no, I can see it. <laughs> Mine was, uh, was, uh, Locus turns to Felix and goes, pay up $20, I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a feeling Felix would be the one making the bet. Nah, dude, Locus, because Felix is like, I'm the best, I'm the greatest, and, Fair Fair and then Locus is like, $20 says <laughs> just like, Just like on a fuck it's you $20. bet, and then he turns out to be right. <laughs> So, okay, this guy may be a true warrior, but let's not copy this guy for good ideas. <laughs> what ideas? <laughs> Maybe Locus, in in his quest to become a true warrior, will look at Caboose's example oh and decide <laughs> to team kill. <laughs> I mean, Caboose probably does have the highest kill count. <laughs> Unfortunate. Quiet. <laughs> quiet. <laughs> but I have the true word quiet. Shut up. <laughs> no. No, really, guys. He is. <laughs> no, really, guys. Yeah. Shut up, Santa. <laughs> Felix and Locus hate Christmas. <laughs> How the Felix stole it's Christmas. A literal, it, it, this literally could be a war on Christmas, guys. Uh. Oh my gosh. I want Caboose with Santa fighting as a true warrior telling Locus and Felix, you have been very naughty. <laughs> no gifts for you. It is, uh, is Freckles the noble steed? Only call. Instead of to give the naughty people death. What would Dr. Gray see had she gone through? Horde of anti-vaxxers descending upon her. Uh, <laughs> it's so horrifying. They have no respect for the scientific method. Santa would try to show her, like, I guess all of her, like, failed experiments, or I guess, like, on patients. I mean, like, the patients that she's killed, thinking that would be something that, you know, that scares her. But really, she'll just kind of, like, start laughing maniacally and <laughs> just at their demise. <laughs> <laughs> I can see her, like, head raising up. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. Or she'd put her hands to her chest. Oh, somebody made a memorial of all my experiments. Oh, that one got me a prize. Anyway, that's how I lost my medical license. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it'll show all the, the regrets of all the people she failed to save. Oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> and she's just like, I could have done so much more. She just sees, like, a horde of people with all their limbs intact, no need for robot arms. She's holding, like, seven, like, do you want them? No. <laughs> <laughs> robot arms, get your robot arms. How else is she going to make a robot army? <laughs> I'm happy that pun happened. For somebody as excited and terrifying who seemingly tortures people for fun, I don't want to know what she's afraid of unless it's something like kittens. What are you afraid of, Dr. Gray? The void! What bright side can Wash give the reds? Okay, so this is a kind of specifically directed at Sarge, and the bright side would be, you know, if, if they die... Griff will also die. 
<laughs> Look Damn. on the bright side, Sarge yeah. Griff will probably die before you. <laughs> That's true. Maybe. Look on the bright side, Simmons. If you die, you won't have to find out that Jensen's in love with volleyball. Oh. Oops. Oh. Cold. At least there's all these uh, red-armored soldiers who can die first. Wow. <laughs> They're the red shirts. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's right. If you die, there's nothing left to court martial. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> too dark. Too dark. Oh, don't worry, guys. You guys could end up being the next Jackson Pollock. <laughs> oh, oh, that one's also dark. I suddenly feel less bad about my answer. <laughs> Rick Ridgeway! <laughs> I was expecting some pun or something. Good I mean, and, and then we can sell off different bits of wall oh and everything. <laughs> Listen, Rick. some red here, some orange there. Hey, Washington. Yes. Hey, Washington, why don't you Vincent Van Gogh fuck yourself? Wow. <laughs> Lightning round complete. What else happened in Carolina's vision? Alright, so, I mean, she saw text, so I assume, like, uh, something happened between them, like, maybe, you know, some sort of, like, battle for dominance or something. And since this, you know, the gateway usually shows negative things, I'm gonna say she probably lost said battle and was just really embarrassed with herself. Well, she said there was no fighting. Maybe they arm wrestled. Or just a really terrifying game of strip poker. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that because she actually saw many Project Freelan Freelancer members, um, that Carolina faced maybe not a doubt or a fear of herself or, or that, that she normally uh, deals with, but um, a flaw of hers was picked on and that was uh, she was hated by all of those present team members for consistently sacrificing her teammates, letting go, letting her personal desire to be the best get in the way of being a real leader and judged for it like harshly because uh, even, I, I don't know if she actually doubts that all the time, but it's a reality that, that like, you could see in seasons 9 and 10. I, I was thinking more of, uh, she just couldn't save them, and so that's what she was seeing again, was, uh, her inability to, uh, protect them because of her selfishness. Though maybe not, like, explicitly her selfishness, but, like, what she thinks of as her selfishness. Like, because, you know, she got thrown off a freaking cliff and narrowly, you know, narrowly escaped a death, you know, falling into the ocean. But we don't know what she did after that. She knew that Main and Sigma were out there gathering AI and potentially killing freelancers, but everybody else thought she was dead. She either didn't go looking for people or wasn't able to find people to warn them. And maybe she feels like if she had just tried harder, if she had been a better protector, then she could have warned all of them. Yeah, it could be stuff like that, or it could be a uh, we we revisit uh, season ten. Carolina like gets punched by Tex once, and immediately is just like, no, no, I can't beat her. I can't do it. Al, 
Allison! I have to wonder, like, off-screen if, like, the director didn't also show up. He was watching from above, behind a window. <laughs> he was watching from above in the clouds. Remember who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I, I did notice, off to, the, off to the right, wasn't Captain Flowers is there? Which is, like, a bit odd, because they did never interacted with each other. Except, like, at the end of season 10. It's possible that that this isn't so much like things that she can actually trace her own involvement to their death, but it's just like piling on the guilt. And I wonder, I wonder if if Carolina saw a lot of like the the uh, the insurrectionists in her vision too, and like on a different pedestal, the ones that she killed and service to the director who she realized was corrupt, and maybe she regrets, you know, fighting all those people that maybe weren't that bad. So just sort of paralleling um, her guilt over losing her teammates in Project Freelancer, I'm wondering if maybe her doubt now is whether she will be able to protect the Reds and Blues. Because she failed to protect her team of trained soldiers from one rogue freelancer, how is she going to protect this group of incompetent idiots from two people who are that bad? Especially when she keeps losing to them. And imagine if one of them shows up in Maine's armor. No, I've had a history with Maine. Yeah, I have a feeling that Maine's armor showing up is going to be a huge psychological blow to Carolina, especially. Especially the way they went a bit, like a bit further and add, added in like a like a voice modulator, so it sounds like how Maine was talking before. Yeah, so not talking at all. <laughs> um, the last time Carolina saw that armor, it was throwing her off a cliff. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, before the big battle, um, she's like, there's one more thing I have to do. And she goes back to this... Uh, to this gateway and hops in again and tries to find some closure um, before, you know, before the big climactic battle. As long as she doesn't go, there's one more thing I have to do. Goes off to the gateway, I mean the vision pool, and goes in and revisits her vision <laughs> to create some sort of super soldier that will save the day out of her own memory and vision. Oh. <laughs> I I hope that ultimately Carolina does find some closure for this guilt and also to trust the other members of the team not to die the second she looks away she's worried that she can't do this all on, all on her own but she doesn't realize that she doesn't have to do it all on her own do you think Epsilon actually saw anything in the gateway and if so what uh, I think he actually did and contrary to what the gateway normally shows you um, I think Epsilon actually saw his death, which is a fear that may have been silently building in his mind for some time now. Like the static was his experience of death? Uh, yeah, perhaps foreshadowing the future events, his, uh, his own death. Not necessarily saying that the static can show the future, but just Santa wanted to throw different things at anyone. You know, your fears, things that you're physically weak to, whatever. And with the construct or an AI, it's all about uh, either overdoing it, like making something that the AI just can't calculate quickly enough, or uh, something that it emotionally can't handle, mm. which for Epsilon maybe uh, not being able to recreate himself, maybe he's fearing his own death. So I actually think essentially the exact opposite of that. Um, <laughs> I, think, I 
think he might have seen had like a bit of a traumatic flashback to the scenes where like the the director tortured the alpha with mm-hmm. yeah the, the fragmentation process yeah. yeah yeah it's not a bad idea mm-hmm. because i mean it, it is something that pretty much defeats yeah. him every time mm-hmm. it's never he's never overcome it kind of contrary to uh typer and ridgeway i don't think epsilon saw anything i mean Locus's cloaking unit didn't work properly in Gateway, so it's possible that there's something in there that dampens other technology. Um, Mm. So maybe all Epsilon saw was static because Santa disabled him or took him offline or put him behind a firewall or something. That would also make sense. Why would they still be in armor then if it it disables technologies, right? Well, I mean, maybe... I'm not entirely convinced that place is physical per se. Yeah, uh, or maybe it didn't know what to do with them because it can't read other AI, or maybe it purposefully didn't do anything to him because he's another AI and it didn't want to get hacked. <laughs> uh, well, what if, um, like, Caboose's mind in past seasons, it's always been the AI have taken place in his mind. Mm-hmm. So what if it's a simulation run inside someone's head? Oh. And since he is an AI, you can't really run a simulation inside his head because there's not really... Oh. A space yeah. to do that in. Oh. The thing I was thinking too is that maybe Locus's uh, cloaking unit didn't work because he didn't have it in the situation where he was flashing back to. So, mm. like, he he can't use something that, you know, he didn't have. Like, he can't alter the past. And so, like, yeah. you can't, you know, take with you things that you didn't have. And so, at the time of Carolina losing all of her friends, she didn't have the Epsilon unit. Mm-hmm. So, Epsilon okay. wouldn't be with her because it's not, it doesn't fit with the memory that she's, like, living with. So my theory is that um, Epsilon was in a completely different simulation himself. That mm-hmm. uh, the uh, that Santa Claus. Um, <laughs> listen, he deserves full name recognition. He's, uh, he's an all powerful AI. Saying <laughs> Ailey have claws, right? Sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Santa takes Epsilon. And he puts him in a, in a position basically showing Epsilon his worst fear. Maybe what Epsilon saw but didn't realize is his birth or his creation. Mm. And his fragmentation from the Alpha. And it was just like the first thing he remembers is static. Mm. Or maybe mm. even if Santa knew that, say, Epsilon fears fragmentation or fears going rampant or something, those are things that the AI wouldn't be able to show him. Mm-hmm. Because it because it hasn't experienced it himself or yep. it doesn't have a frame of reference. Or something that might even be dangerous for the AI, for Santa to try to simulate. Maybe Epsilon sees his fragmentation process or sees rampancy, but Epsilon can't interpret it because he's only a fragment. <laughs> like it was too much for his feeble mind to comprehend. <laughs> I mean, sure, maybe maybe you are not worthy of seeing the end of days. <laughs> you don't want to see this yet. My god, it's full of speckles. It's like uh, when you're watching a VHS tape and you get to the end, there's that blue screen, and then if you stare at the blue screen long enough, it just ends and there's angry static. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the lifespan oh. of an AI. And then you put your hands on the TV, and then you turn to look at somebody else, and then you go, they're here. No! <laughs> I was actually thinking if if it turns out that Santa or maybe just the energy of the gateway has technology dampening properties, then whenever the main suit and all of its enhancements show up, maybe through some plot magic modifications, they could get Santa to turn off 
all of the main suits, special doodads. The uh, the armor enhancements. It would be a Christmas miracle. <laughs> <laughs> Caboose is probably gonna say that at least once. <laughs> and then on the last episode of the season, it starts snowing. Oh my God. <sighs> Nuclear winter is upon us. I always wanted a white Christmas. <laughs> That's not snow. <laughs> Thanks go out to Alex, Bakus, Bridgeway, Daft Prodigy, Dubes, and Typer. Produced by Daft Prodigy, Rain Zero, Nereal and dues. Congratulations to last week's trivia winner, Dr. What. This week's trivia question is, when sister landed in Blood Gulch, who did her pelican land on? Send your answer to shiznofeedback at gmail.com S-H-I-Z-N-O Feedback at gmail.com The Shizno Ho 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 Gardening is overrated. And the ability to know the location of all orange objects in a half mile radius. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then oh, when all Griff all Griff needs to do is scatter a bunch of clementines and traffic cones and then go, to, and then go take a nap. Protect me, cone! <laughs> we finally apply Suddenly again. that line becomes relevant. Daft, whatever you do, do not click that link. Don't because click that No, no, you clicked it. The video is very important. No! <laughs> very important. It's not just a puppy, it's a little puppy making a little whining noise. Is it Liam Neeson's niece? He will find you. <laughs> Liam Neeson's niece's son. No. <laughs> Liam Neeson's Nissan. <laughs> no, 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 no. Liam Neeson's Liam Neeson's niece's God. son's Nissan. In in niece. In, in niece, niece son. In nowhere. Denise. And to nephew. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> now that we've reached the nadir of the call. <laughs> Do it. Knew it. Uh, I blew it. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 